Hi everyone, good morning here in the UK. How are you doing? Great to see you all virtually and welcome to this latest ITM podcast vodcast, recorded live and available on demand. We're now bringing our conversations to life with added video. Of course, the purpose of the ITM vodcast is to gain insight from some of the most influential buyers and suppliers in the industry. And the key difference is that we really want you to get to know these amazing leaders so that now that we can finally be together again, you'll feel like you're already firm friends with plenty to get talking to them about once you do see them. So today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Rudy Daniello. And Rudy is Executive Vice President of Corporations at Amadeus. Rudy, how are you? Hello, Scott. Uh, very well, and you? Great to see you. Morning here, just about afternoon there, I know. Where are you coming to us from today? Uh, from Nice. Beautiful. I recognise the beautiful foliage behind you there. Um, great, great for you to join us here today, Rudy. Uh, why don't we start by uh, just talking about you know what your career journey there at Amadeus? I know you've been with Amadeus for many years now, and you must have seen its incredible evolution and growth. What's your What's your story, and what does your current role involve? Yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, I look after a short spell in Air France. I uh, I joined Amadeus a long time ago, as long as I can remember, really. And uh, therefore, you know, most of my career has been in Amadeus. I thought I would stay for a few years, but then the company is so fantastic that I just hang around, right? And uh, I, I have occupied, you know, a number of roles in, uh, in research and development, product management, services, customer operations. And recently, about a little bit more than a year ago, I uh, took over the, the head of uh, corporate IT for, for Amadeus. And uh, look, it's true that uh, I had the... Uh, the chance of seeing, you know, Amadeus evolving, starting as a as a GDS, uh, uh, mainly European, and then becoming global, then moving to being an IT provider for airlines, then venturing into hotels, airport IT, uh, uh, mobile data, so on. I mean, the, the the full spectrum and becoming, you know, a truly global uh, uh, travel IT provider and uh, an actor in, the, uh, in the, the travel arena. And so at the moment, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm super happy because I'm leading a, a truly cross-functional team of really talented individuals. And that's encompassing the full spectrum of activities from sales to uh, uh, delivery and customer service, right? So it's like a mini company within Amadeus, right? So it's really enjoyable because I'm at the helm and uh, the good thing is that I can decide what we're doing, and the bad thing is that I've got nobody to blame, right? So, uh, I mean, clearly our purpose is to uh, deliver innovative solutions, mostly site-trip travel and expense to corporations and partners, helping them modernize the travel and expense technology, and really accompanying them through their uh, uh, digital transformation of their organizations, right? And, and it's as well providing innovative tools to bring back Travelers' confidence, uh, uh, to, to you know, to to get them back on the road, and uh, and in short, we have a, a very you know uh, inspiring mission, which is we believe that we're here to transform the travel and expense experience by building one of the most connected and smarter travel ecosystem for business travel. So that's what we're about to uh, to deliver. But I think we we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Good stuff. And that's an amazing remit you've got there. And it's great that you've got the full spectrum from the research and development all the way through to the delivery of that product. And 
you know, I, I spent uh, a few years myself at Amadeus back earlier in my career. I wasn't nearly clever enough to stay, Rudy, but um, <laughs> it's a, a really amazing company. And I think the most international organization I can think of, really, and for those that don't know, can you just explain, how does Amadeus come to have three different headquarters in three different countries? Well, I wouldn't go as far as saying that we have three different headquarters, but definitely we have uh, three Amadeus central site, right? So we have Madrid, which is the actual corporate headquarters and marketing center. We have Nice, which is the main development, research and development area, and earning, which is operations, right? Data processing center. And, and if you remember at the, the origin of Amadeus, right? When we were funded in 1987, that was by four airlines. That was uh, uh, Air France, Lufthansa, Iberia, and SAS, right? And Air France said, hey, we have a big R&D center in France, give us the R&D. And they had one in Nice, this is why we created uh, the R&D center in Nice. Then uh, 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 Lufthansa said, hey, being Germans, we're good at operations, give us the operating center. And there we were. Uh, um, and, and IBIA said, yeah, we, we, we game for the headquarters and, and the marketing side, we, we're good at that. And, and somehow in these days, I, I believe I remember that ACS, you know, uh, uh, got the CEO at the time uh, uh, for their share, right? And, and as I said, I mean, uh, uh, originally we were, you know, uh, uh, mostly supporting airline distribution. Then, then we move into IT. We gradually expanded our capabilities to serve customers entirely across the entire travel industry. Huh? And, and here we are three decades later. I mean, we, we are for sure one of the world's largest technology provider for travel and tourism. And at the moment, we are truly global because here at Amadeus, we're more than 16,000 professionals, right? Serving customers. And we have a presence in more than 190 countries, which is quite impressive. I think it's even a little bit more than uh, 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 than, than McDonald's. Uh, and, and in terms of regional offices, so fairly big size regional offices, we have Miami, Buenos Aires, Bangkok, and Dubai, right? So a great commercial and operational network. And, and by the way, this is one of our key values in terms of uh, differentiation and proposition, uh, in terms of having that, you know, global expertise, but as well that local and regional presence, right? So very important for us. Makes good sense. And I, I really do love that evolution story of Amadeus of bringing the very best of each uh, particular region, some of the cultural strengths that, uh, that different countries have and they brought to the table. It's a great, great story. And I know, Rudy, Amadeus spends an enormous amount of time and money on research and development and modelling. And so, you know, as we find ourselves in this particular time in the recovery, um, what do we think about um, how travel, the travel market and the technology that facilitates it will develop? And have you got any recent data there to inform our community about what lies ahead of us? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes, of course, we, we're spending, as you think, as you said, significant money on, on, on studies, analyses with external partners. It's critical because nobody's got a crystal ball, right? So you need, you need some help and analysis. Yeah. And we performed recently uh, uh, what we call the, the, the census-wide survey. So here it's a... Uh, it, you know, we've interviewed about 4,500 business problems across nine markets, UK, Spain, Germany, Russia, UAE, France, India, Singapore, and US. So fairly uh, uh, extensive in order, you know, to better understand the future of business travel, because we're hearing a lot of people giving their views and we wanted to have facts and uh, uh, to see how we continue to navigate, right, through COVID-19 
uh, ever-changing travel restrictions? What are the expectations? Uh, first of all, we, knew, we know that business travel is going to transform. The traditional business travel will come back, for sure. At, will, at which level? We don't know. But at the same time, we know that the new ways of working in you know, the, the hybrid models, increasingly being popular, will generate as well some level of business travel, new kind of business travel. Uh, I don't know if you've heard recently Borsorama saying that they consulted their employees and they said, okay, guys, what we propose to you is 100% remote working, but two days a month, you will come to the headquarters and we will pay for the travel and expense, right? So, and I think something like 94% of the employees said, we game. Mm -hmm. So you see that beyond the business, traditional business travel, you have that new collaborative business travel, which will pop up. The good thing as well is that we're seeing that a majority of business travelers are keen to hit the skies and the roads again, right? 72% of them are eager to travel. And 67% of them said, we are going to travel next year for sure. As a matter of fact, one fourth have already planned at least two trips during, during next year. So look, it's good. COVID-19 is becoming a little bit less of a concern. And I was surprised to see that only 41% of the people were concerned about catching COVID during, during travel, right? Of course, self-isolation, quarantine, all these type of restrictions, they're being seen as a deterrent. And, and this is why they want to be informed. And they're afraid of, you know, the, the, the last minute cancellation. So it means that really the, the technology is considered as that's what they need to be, to be informed and, and to remove the friction. So here we're seeing that a lot of them are saying yes to digital passports. So, and you know that Amadeus is very active in that area in what we call the, the traveler care, the healthcare, the digital ID and so on. It's a lot for international that they're ready to share it. For domestic travel, we see a little bit more reluctance, right? And then it's a lot about mobile and contactless technology. A lot of traveler, travelers are telling us that when it comes to uh, uh, safety, they consider that contactless means of interacting is really a plus, whether you know it is uh, uh, check-in, kiosk, mobile boarding, and so on. So that's really at the heart of their uh, preoccupation. And once again, they don't want to have last-minute surprises. So it means that they're really expecting the technology to bring them on-trip relevant notification. No spam, but the right relevant uh, uh, information. So, so look, I mean, we're delighted to see the results of that uh, uh, very large study because it really shows that business travel is going to come back and that we are, you know, uh, making the right investment. And, and so, therefore, of course, no need to tell you that we are talking, you know, about what is making Amadeus different is that I am not only a corporate IT organization on my own. I am being backed up by all the investment that Amadeus is doing in airline, airport, travel agency partners. And therefore, we are benefiting from all the innovation. We were talking about the health passport, the traveler ID, and for sure, we're intending to uh, leverage and go for synergy. Makes a lot of sense. I, I love the things you brought out there. Obviously, the health passport is an essential uh, building block as we, as we start to come back. And really, you, you touched on there that, you know, 
commuting is business travel, right? It always has been to a degree, but there's a recognition now that we come to the office to be together. It's part of business travel. Absolutely. And we've seen that. And I even had, you know, conversations with some R&D heads in other corporations. And even, you know, we're all talking about safe and the agile way of doing things. Can you carry on doing program increment in a remote fashion forever? Certainly not. So, I mean, the need of, you know, face-to-face and uh, physical interactions will we, we'll, we'll spawn out everywhere. And that's, for me, business problem, just like you rightly mentioned. Yeah, I agree. And I, I guess you're an embodiment, really, of that spirit, really, because you're, you're sitting there in, a, in a, your big R&D centre there in, in Nice. And you, the kind of work you guys are doing there is very difficult to do when you're not together, isn't it, and collaborate. So it's so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, also, uh, you, you touch on mobile, and I think, you know, these difficult times we go through, uh, you, you strike me as a, as a person, an organisation that's always looking for positivity and opportunity in, in whatever situation you find. And, you know, moving towards mobile-driven solutions, chasing any paper that there still was in business travel out of the system, these are all good things, aren't they? These are things which we need to carry forward. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, uh, mobile, paperless solution are an inherent part of the digitalization of the company. And, and that's and that's the the extremely good thing is that we see we had you know a, a Forrester study uh, mandated as well a few months ago, and uh, we covered hundreds of sea level interviews, and the message is clear: the corporations have understood that as we are nearing the end of the pandemic, to come out stronger, they need to digitalize themselves. So therefore, they didn't stop. And, and we've seen we're signing contracts even during the pandemic, right? And, uh, and maybe uh, uh, travel is not at the level we would like it to be yet, but for sure, the digitalization of the travel and expense is something which is uh, at the heart of the, uh, you know, of the plans and the reflections of, of the C-level people in the corporations. And I know, really, we were alluding to this before we came on there. I know you're very passionate about the user interface has to be just right for this new world as well because so much more is going to be driven digitally and on on the move so that that user in, interface is uh, is going to have to step up even more isn't it for sure and uh and you know it leads me to uh, uh, uh an aspect which is that you've heard in the press that uh, amadeus and microsoft have actually landed a strategic partnership and we are super super excited First of all, why? Because we have come to the realization that Microsoft and Amadeus, we share a lot of common DNA. Our love for products, for technology, and a customer-centric approach, right? And trying to be agile and and moving fast. So look, and and here we have really a, a huge opportunity in that partnership to reinvent the employee experience and rethink the way we travel, right? And And it starts with the user experience. You know, to have the, the, the best way of delivering travel within the modern digital workplace. To be more collaborative, smarter travel experience. And, and here, I was referring to that study of, uh, of Forrester. We really believe that the, the, the years of incremental and gradual changes are, beyond, are behind us. And now, and now we talk, we, we're looking at paradigm shift. We're seeing that, of course, we need to, to connect travel and expense into the day-to-day digital workplace. And, and we were talking, you know, about the new collaborative approach, the new way of saying, no, but it's not only about seeing a customer or going to an event. 
which is travel. It is as well the way we collaborate. And it's going to be from time to time fully remote, from time to time hybrid, from time to time face to face. So how do we play a role in that? So we're going to, with Microsoft for sure, integrate the end-to-end -end digital platform on a sorry experience on a single platform. That's really the idea. I mean, we need to move away, you know, from the need of toggling between applications. And 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 it's all about increasing, of course, the employees' productivity, but as well. The, the, the pleasure they have in using our solution. It's really in, in, important. And you see that we were talking about what they expect about information notification. It's all about a tailored and perso personalized experience. It's got to be at the time of booking. It's got to be during the trip and after. It's, it's really going removing the friction. Isn't it annoying that, I mean, we, we saw that one third of the large corporations are still relying on Excel believe it or not, to do the expense, right? But more importantly, for some of them who have started to undergo some digitalization, some of them are doing it in silo and still considering pre-trip booking, on-trip and post-trip with expense payment and reconciliation as kind of separate areas. Whereas the way we believe in our end-to-end -end digital approach to travel and expense is to say that especially in trip, everything is blurring because you're about to go on a taxi or you're about to be in a restaurant. So you want to book your restaurant and your taxi, of course. But at the time of payment during the trip, you don't want to keep on these paper receipts and, want, and cashing out with your own money, wondering how long it's going to take to get your money back. You know, so the whole idea is, is to say, what if by merging uh, uh, the travel booking part, the payment with virtual credit card and the transparent expense, you could just take a picture of the taxi receipt because of uh, uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence. We know that it is within what is to be expected for that trip. We instantly issue a virtual credit card, you pay. It is being uh, 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 withdrawn from the corporation's bank account, no expense claim anymore. And more importantly, this is being fed real time to the corporations and they can have a live follow-up of the, the, the expenditures and having a much better view, right? So that, that, that's really for us uh, uh, very important. And as I'm saying, it's, it's a win-win for companies and employees. You're removing the friction, the pain for the employees, but at the same time, you're, you're making it much easier for the corporation to improve the compliance with corporate policy, to meet the duty of care and, and, and compliance obligation, right? So look, as you can see, I'm super excited with that uh, uh, Microsoft strategic partnership. We are uh, in constant collaboration with them. They are just as excited as we are. And, and we really, together, we're intending to design and deliver cutting-edge solutions for the entire travel industry. More relevant and sophisticated travel experiences, better journeys for everyone. So I, can, I cannot say much more, but I can only advise you to watch this space as a uh, 2022 should see uh, quite a, a very uh, few nice things popping up and being delivered. And I know, Rudy, the stage you're at in the collaboration, you're not able to share uh, much more than that just now, and that's understandable. But when, when I heard about this partnership, I mean, it has the potential to be a real game changer. And Amadeus has got something of a history of this in the past, whether it was creating the Altea airline booking system and airport and hotel reservation systems you, you're now doing. Um, this is a, this is a genuine watch this space because it has potential to 
remove friction almost completely, doesn't it, from the process? So uh, Absolutely, that's the ultimate goal. And uh, we're definitely pursuing that uh, globally in Amadeus. Good stuff. So got maybe one, one more uh, question relating to the, to the business and the industry. And that's really, you know, the pandemic's forced us all to think about our priorities in different ways. Certainly in the business sense, we'll get, come on to a personal sense in, in a moment. But how have the priorities of your clients changed and how has that fed into the way you're reprioritizing your resources and, and research there at, at Amadeus? As I said, the, the extremely good uh, news we got from that Forrester study is that the pandemic has certainly not abated the appetite for corporations to digitalize the travel and expense, but has even accelerated their needs, right? In the fact that, you know, in the past when business was flourishing and people were traveling, they were always postponing these improvements to a later date. Now, because of the complexity linked to the pandemic, the uncertainty, they want to make sure that they are on top, both for, I mean, they are on top for all personas within the corporation, if I may say so. And, and, and we see basically that, yes, of course, they want to improve the employee's experience because they know that the more the experience is enjoyable, frictionless and painless, the more adoption of online tools there will be and the more compliance with the policies. At the same time, we are seeing people and culture, uh, and they were telling us that during the study, showing us that uh, uh, the better the experience, the more efficient and productive the employees are, but not only in travel, globally, right? Then we saw the inefficiency end to end, you know, when I was saying that for a, a total trip, it can take up to nearly 14 hours, not, not traveling, right? I'm, I'm actually talking about planning, expensing, reconciling, and auditing, right? And the usage of machine learning, and in some countries, it is allowed to have a fairly sophisticated analysis, thanks to, uh, uh, to data, will help detecting potential areas of frauds. But at the same time, in a more positive way, will help flagging the expense reports, which are no-brainer, and therefore, which do not need to be looked at by an auditor, right? So we really see this, uh, this convergence and this appetite. So, as far as we're concerned, it's a, it's a clear signal from the corporations, help us to digitalize, and we want to invest and move on with you, right? So we work with corporate customers, of course, to provide that integrated solutions I was talking about. Technology that companies need for employees to travel safely for business. And here, talk about all the traveler care. And, and getting the right return on investment for each business trip. And here is... How do we maximize the value of a business trip? Maybe by even recommending that beyond your initial intent, there could be areas that you should uh, uh, explore as you are, you've made the decision, right? Increasing efficiency in operations, accelerating digital transformation. I've talked about it. I've given you the example of the taxi, of the restaurant. So that is, and, and the auditing with the machine learning. So this is uh, really what we're shooting for. Good stuff. Um, so, so important. And uh, yeah, great to hear that many of the things that are important are still so important. And that conversation about the value of a business meeting, I think, is going to be a huge conversation over the next year or so, for sure. Absolutely. Because, you know, the CFOs, they could be a little bit reluctant to open the floodgates again, right, when it comes to travel. 
So you need to have a tool which is really comforting them in, in the, the sense that if a trouble is taking place, it's because it is needed. Okay, really, we just have about five minutes left. So uh, we're going to have to get through lots of questions which I'm desperate to ask you. So my first one, whenever I get the chance to talk to a senior leader who's clearly had a successful career, I'm fascinated to find out senior leaders who have been successful are always very good recruiters, hirers of people and team builders. What do you look for uh, when you're hiring people in a potential team member? You know, funny enough, although, of course, I will pay attention to uh, the individual skills and characteristics and, uh, and personality. For me, the, the most important thing is to assess how certain of the capabilities of a candidate will play out in the team to bring global values. Because the complexity of what we're doing, the, the new way of working in SAFE shows that the, the, the most important characteristic of a uh, 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 committed and value-creating employee is the capability of working in a team. Of course, you need to be customer-oriented, innovative mind, flexible, and so on. And given what we are, this is what we need to deliver on our commitment. But the capability to be uh, 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 an extremely performant team player is key for me. Makes good sense. It takes all sorts of different capabilities and different characters, doesn't it, to make a, a high-performing team? Um, but what about you yourself, Rudy? We've all learned, I think, a lot about ourselves in this last year and a half or however long it's been now. Um, what have you learned about yourself in this very strange year of living and working so differently? If I've learned one thing is that I am an ultra gregarious animal. And, and I've come to the realization that I, I live for and I thrive on human interactions, right? So even during the, the pandemic, right, in, in 2020, I think I flew something like four times between Madrid and Nice. So much I was, you know, craving to, uh, uh, to have face-to-face -face interactions with the right distanciation measures, right? But with my colleagues and, and, and my relatives. So that's it. I'm gregarious. <laughs> I think so many of us in our industry are. We've missed each other so bad. Absolutely. Well, it's good to see you, even if it's just over screen for now. We'll see you in person very soon, I'm sure. And... Uh, and then just to, again, understand you as a, as, a, as a character, Rudy, what are you most proud of or passionate about? And I generally tend to add the caveat here of perhaps aside from family, because I think for most of us, that's what we are most proud of. But uh, aside from that, maybe. Right. I will answer both the proud and, uh, and what I am passionate about, right? What I'm proud of, if I eliminate my family and my work, right, is the thing that I have been able to retain and grow friendship with fantastic people over long period of time and long distance. And it's something I'm really, I'm really pleased and proud of having been able to keep. Passionate, passionate about travel, of course, and just as well, looking at my job. Food and wine, because I'm French. Sport, to be able to afford the food and wine. And books, mainly history and science fiction. History to know where we're coming from and science fiction to know why, where we may end up in, right? <laughs> that's good uh, the science fiction is coming future is uh, is coming at us fast that's for sure so you mentioned food and wine now i've got to ask the question um what, what's your go-to dish did you cook a lot during lo lockdown rudy what's your what's your go-to dish that you can cook yes i do cook as a matter of fact and my go-to dish that maybe one day you may taste is a black pepper biscuit with a cognac uh, creamy sauce wow 
Wow. I was expecting something pretty impressive and you didn't disappoint. <laughs> Recipe from my mother, you know. <laughs> Very good. I'd love to see that one. Okay, and then favorite drink? Easy. Monkey 47 gin and fever tree tonic. Again, excellent answer. Okay, we know what to order Rudy when we see him at the bar. Uh, okay. How about how about music? What do you what, what music are you into? I'm really eclectic, but my favorite song is uh, Don't Stop Me Now from Queen. And you know that it was voted the kind of best happiness generating song. So I, I, I really like it. Very motivational. Sounds good. So second to last question, when or where are you at your happiest? Easy. It's, it's when I can actually share some of my passions with my friends and family. And uh, by the way, I know that you have some ties with Scotland and I have been elected uh, uh, best tourist guide for Scotland by my friends, right? I lived there many years ago and uh, I'm passionate about sharing my knowledge of Scotland and having them touring the country. Fantastic. It's an amazing place. Whereabouts were you based there? Edinburgh. So In I was studying, uh, studying English and computer science and teaching, teaching French at university. Beautiful place. If any of our listeners or watchers have not been to Edinburgh, get there as soon as you can travel. You won't be disappointed. Absolutely. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, my last question, Rudy. We're looking for you know, your, your advice to guide us through. What's your motto in life or piece of advice maybe that you would have given to your younger self? It would be be bold, daring and passionate. And remember that it is always better to have some level of regrets for the things that you have done instead of having regrets for the opportunities you didn't dare to grab. Brilliant advice. I love that. Always seize every opportunity that comes your way. Absolutely. Great stuff. Rudy, it's been such fun catching up with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you so much, Rudy from Amadeus. Okay, so that finishes our podcast, vodcast for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. You can, of course, watch this episode and many more uh, on our resources library and, of course, by subscribing to our podcast. Please like and comment if you'd like to. All right, so we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us. Take care for now. Bye-bye.